Good evening, everyone. Good to see you here tonight. Uh, half of you. The wind blew us all home and brought half of us back tonight, but it is good to see you. Shall we all stand? Let's ask the Lord's, for the Lord to come and be with us in this service tonight. Brother Charlie Bowser, would you offer prayer for us? Follow your spirit and be led by your spirit and let you speak to each one of our hearts as we sing the songs and as we hear testimonies and as we hear the message, Lord. Help us to obey what we hear and to take it home with us and to feast upon it. Help us to grow in thee and to be faithful to thee and to walk with you and to serve you. And we give you praise and we thank it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. There may be some yet tonight without power. I don't know. We were without about three hours at our place today, but uh, we were able to get things back going again, so we thank the Lord we can be here tonight. All right, we're anticipating the Lord's help in this service. Let's get our hymn books, and let's turn to number 505. We'll be looking for some testimonies tonight, and we'll sing some choruses. And good to have a good group over here with the orchestra tonight. Missed them this morning. All right. Glorious freedom. Once I was found.
author of this song goes through and mentions a lot of things that uh, he became free of when Jesus rent those fetters in twain. And he also says about all of these things saddening his life. And you know that's how it is with the sinner. Many, many things to sadden our lives. But you can go through this whole book tonight, this whole songbook, and you won't find any sad stories about those who have been freed. No sad stories in the book. Thank God for freedom tonight in Christ. All right, anyone with a praise? You know, I have to chuckle sometimes when I think about those who uh, think that you have to sin every day, thought, word, deed. Well, really, I guess, how else do you sin but thought, word, or deed? Uh, and then to, to, to think that they make God to be so small. God's big. He's powerful. He's strong. He's able to keep us from those things. We don't have to, I, I, I know one, one lady, one of my wife's clients, uh, she mentioned it awful, oftentimes she, she's mentioned it, we've talked to her several times about it, but uh, she, she says, I remind my children every night before they go to bed that they need to pray and ask God to forgive them of their sins. Every night before they go to bed, in case they'd happen to die in the night. I'm glad we, could, we have something better than that, don't we? Amen. All right. It's good to be free tonight. All right. Anyone else with a praise? I'm so thankful for the freedom I have in Christ. And I remember that place being bound by the fetters of sin and the chains that held me captive. There were just so many times, even as I look back in my life and places I've been, um, you thought you had freedom. And there were different times when I would um, be like, it's so hard. There's no way I can live the Christian life consistently. And I found myself trapped continually in that place. And I'm just so thankful for the freeing power of Jesus, the, the joy that he can bring in our lives, the grace that he gives to us that we never could have imagined and dreamed. And I'm just grateful today for what he's done in my life, what he's continuing to do. Um, he's been way too good to me through my life. And I just want to serve him. I just want to love him more and just give him all of my praise because he's worthy. He's done such a work in my life and he has just given me so many blessings. I am just so unworthy tonight, and I'm grateful for what he's done for me. He's my glorious Savior. He gives me glorious freedom, and I love him. Amen. Amen. Good. Good. Thank the Lord tonight. Thank you for freedom tonight. Thankful for God's answering prayer last Sunday night. I thank the Lord for the expectation of him answering a couple prayers on Thursday morning, very early in the morning, when the prayer was answered. About an hour later, on the way to work, God called another prayer was answered. Amen. Amen. Good.
And that testimony gives us all hope. God is still answering prayer. And he will answer our prayers. Maybe not exactly the way we want him to answer or in the time frame that we want him to answer. But he will answer if, if we're earnest. Amen. All right, let's get our... To live with Christ, um, I just lost my train of thought. To live in Christ is gain, and to die, we can't lose either way. We are Christians, and He takes care of us. Yes. To live is Christ, and to die is gain, is what it's worth. <laughs> but I, I was thinking, a Christian can't lose. But the world, they don't have freedom, they're bound by the chains of sin, and when they leave this world, they're bound by chains as well, chains of hellfire. I'm glad that we can live a life clean of that. Mm -hmm. We can live sure. a life that is pleasing unto Him. Like you said, we don't have to sin every day. That's not God's plan. Yeah. Or why would He come? Mm -hmm. If the blood of bulls and goats could not do away with sin, or did do away with the sin in that dispensation, how much more does the blood of Christ, mm -hmm. the Holy One of God, cleanse us from sin? I praise Him tonight. Amen. Amen. Good. All right. Let's sing 122 in our chorus books. 122 in our chorus books. So long.
Amen. And I was looking back over the last year, and I said that the year of 2023 was a year of miracles for our family. First of all, God helped our daughter to come through her cancer experience. And then the second big miracle was that he brought her granddaughter back home. And she is actually home now with her parents, with them for a while. And that was another miracle of reconciliation with the family. And then saving my husband's life when he was so near death's door. We had different doctors tell us it's a good thing we got him there when we did, or he most likely would not have made it. And I think he kind of wanted to go to heaven, but I said, well, we weren't ready for you to go yet. <laughs> and we would have been very sad if you would have gone, and I'm thankful that God spared his life. And he, God is still answering prayer, prayer for us, and he's answered prayer again this week. He's a mighty, mighty God, but we serve, and I praise him to Amen. Good. 39. All right. I hear 39, and I hear something out there. 111. All right. Well, in the hymnal. All right. Let's do 39 since we're in the, the course book here, and then we'll pop on over to 111 in the hymn book. 39 in the chorus book. God still answers prayer. Absolutely. God still answers Appreciating the testimonies tonight. Amen. All right, let's stand if you're able to and will. 111 in our hymn book. My wonderful Lord. I am. 
seated. All right, anyone else with a praise tonight? Fears to me that I have of 
people missing heaven, and I don't want to see them miss heaven, and I want to carry a burden for them because I want to see them get to heaven that's much more important than a crazy elevator. And if I go to heaven by being stuck in an elevator, be happy for me. I'll be with Jesus. It won't be any problem. <laughs> but I love him tonight. I'm glad he cares about everything, every detail of our lives. He's working in my life, and I praise him. I'm glad he saves me. He sanctifies me. He's working on me. I just want to be more and more like Jesus. I love him I'm glad God cares about all of our needs, even if it is an elevator. You know, if we went around the room tonight and we asked what your fear was, what your fear was, there's probably a lot in here that would be more silly than an, than an elevator. Fears can be real. Fears can be real. And uh, God cares about all of us. And he cares about our needs and he cares about our fears. Amen. All right, let's sing, this was not on my list, but let's sing 213 in our chorus books. I'm sorry if you have to reach out there again. A little exercise will do you good, I guess. Let's sing 213. We sang about, he touched me this morning and I thought of this song, this chorus as Sister Spangler was testifying. Somebody touched me. Amen. Let's sing it. 213. Somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. I was blind, but grace is saved. I you for your good singing tonight and thank you for the good inspiring testimonies amen amen i too am thankful for the touch of jesus if it wasn't for him if it wasn't for his touch scriptures are very clear it's god who instigates who first reaches out towards us, and I'm thankful that he does. He reaches out towards us and beckons us and invites us to come to him. I'm so thankful for Jesus tonight. I'm thankful that he did that in my life. Thankful 
for the change that he's made. We want to go to the Lord in prayer tonight. And as we go to prayer, let's continue. Remember Sister Dutry um, in our prayers. Rebecca needs the Lord's touch. Let's be praying for her tonight. Continue to remember Anna Stolzfus um, in our prayers, the pain she's been experiencing. Let's remember, remember her as well. This evening, Travis heading home or heading home, he was home, he's heading back to the uh, back to the army base. Let's be praying for Travis, praying the Lord would, would be with him, um, keep him safe, touch him down there. Let's continue to remember Travis um, in our prayers. Let's remember Dave Beachel in our prayers uh, this evening, goes in for, for, for a... Um, operation or a shot in his back, I believe, tomorrow, dealing with his situation. Let's remember him, praying for him, asking the Lord to touch uh, Dave. Let's remember him uh, tonight in our prayers. Henry and Naomi, let's continue to remember Henry um, and Naomi. Thankful to see them in church this morning. It's such an encouragement to me to see them in church. I'm thankful to have them this morning, but let's remember them, pray for them uh, this evening. The Lord would touch them, continue to strengthen them, and be with them. Think of those who are sick um, this evening. I know there are different ones who are, who, are, who are ill, not feeling well. Let's remember them in prayers tonight. I think some of the Seelies aren't feeling well, so let's be remembering them. I believe um, some from Brian's family aren't feeling well. Let's be praying for them uh, as well, and there perhaps are others. Let's be praying for them tonight. Do you have requests you'd like to make mention of before we go to prayer? My sister-in-law, Suzanne, was taken back to the hospital today. Okay. And with low Okay, let's remember Suzanne and our prayers tonight. The bus ministry, the bus is headed out right now, taking the children home. Thankful for the Lord's help in it. Thankful for his answers to prayer, even today, answers to prayer. Um, but let's continue to remember the bus ministry um, in our prayers. Lost loved ones, carrying those on our hearts. Let's remember those in prayer tonight as we go before the throne. All right, if you're willing and able, let's kneel together. Brother Hoffman, would you lead us in our prayer? But let's all pray out together tonight.
Amen. Do also want to remember the Spanglers as they'll be traveling tomorrow uh, down to Florida. I do know there was a, growing up, I knew of a church in my area. They told me the church's policy wasn't actually, it was a joke, but the church's policy was that people that went to Florida during the winter didn't get prayed for, but that's not our policy. We'll pray for the Spanglers as they travel uh, tomorrow night and, and, and that God would help them and bless them as they work so hard in that kitchen down there. Ushers, if you'll come at this time for the evening offering. Wes and Lance, would you help us here in the middle as well? I was tickled tonight. Jeff came up and gave me coins tonight. One of the children on the bus ministry, a young man, I don't know how old he is. He's probably seven, eight years old or younger. I'm bad at judging how old the, the children are. Came up to him tonight and said, thank you to the church for all that the church does and wanted this to be given in the offering. I was tickled by that tonight. Thank, thank God for, for that. You know, it's a little bit of change here, but, but that tickled me tonight. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. Wes, will you take this? All right, Lance, would you ask God's blessing in the offering, please?
Thank you for your giving, and thank you, musicians, for that offertory. I believe Sonia has our special for this evening. She's coming at this time.
Amen. Praise the Lord. I love that song. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Sonia. It was wonderful. Amen. I know he watches me, because if I get out of line, he lets me know, right? And I know he watches me and keeps his hand upon me, and different times, you know, you'll be traveling somewhere, and something will happen, and maybe on your trip along the way, and you'll wonder uh, why, why did this happen, or, and then... 20 minutes later, or maybe 40 minutes later, you see why. And you say, thank you, Lord, for allowing that to happen, uh, whatever it was. I'm glad God's on the throne. I'm glad he keeps his eye on his children, yes. keeps his eye on us. Praise the Lord. He, he doesn't want us to get into trouble. He, he doesn't want us to get into danger. And he watches over. That's the kind of God we serve. Praise the Lord. He doesn't want us to get stuck in an elevator. <laughs> I don't think he does. I don't know, down at IHC in Dayton years ago in the Crown Plaza, some people got stuck in the elevator. And uh, I'm pretty sure they were Christian, but they were none too happy. And I wouldn't be either. I would not. I don't think. I think maybe, honey, I might get claustrophobic if I get locked in an elevator. And they were kind of in between floors where they could see a little bit. And my. But uh, things like that, I guess, do happen uh, once in a while. But it's nice to know that God's watching over us. And when my wife was talking there a little bit about going to heaven from an elevator, I thought, I'll fix her. We're going to do the steps from now on, <laughs> because I don't want her going to heaven uh, just yet. We want to go together. So, but God's good to us, isn't he? And it brings us comfort in our hearts. It brings us comfort to know that his eyes on this barrel, to know that he watches over. It brings us comfort, because, and it helps us to say, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to follow you then. I'm going to follow you because you're watching out for me. And you know the pitfalls and the dangers. So uh, I want to continue with where we were from last week, where he leads, I'll follow in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 14 again. If you turn there in your Bibles, it's good to have the Wilsons uh, visiting with us. Uh, they got their calendar mixed up and thought I was going to be gone this week. <laughs> A little joke that we have, but uh, it's good to have uh, them with us. And we're glad that you're here. And thank the Lord for, uh, for a good day. I think, I would already thank the board for our prayers, and I want to thank others. I know others, different ones were praying and wondered about Friday, how Friday went. Thank you so much uh, for your prayers and uh, an, an opportunity to be able to uh, share 
uh, with people who do not know, many of which who do not know, and uh, just to be able to tell them about what the grace of God can do. And uh, I'm thankful. Hey, folks, this isn't some uh, imaginary thing. This is real. This is real, uh, what God can do and how God can calm a heart and change a life and, and make a heart brand new again. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Let's stand together for this verse. We'll read some others uh, later. But Romans chapter 8, verse number 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Brother Wilson, would you pray over the message, please? Lord, open our hearts to your truth from your word tonight. Help us to get low enough in our own eyes that you can speak to us. Anoint Brother Spangle tonight. Give him your anointing. Give us all bread from heaven that we so desire. Make us what you want us to be for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So this is part two. Um, three is almost done. I don't know if I'll get to preach it here at New Columbia. If the Lord lays it on my heart, I will. But I have just enjoyed from the first of the year uh, studying along this line. And going back to the very same passages uh, from last week where Paul gave uh, the, the Ephesians uh, this long list of uh, admonition and uh, direction uh, for their Christian uh, walk, uh, which is which, which is good for all of us. I hope that when you read the Bible, you don't read the Bible and say, "Well, that was for them." I don't. You know, I just, you know, you could probably pretty much uh, send it somewhere all the time if you wanted to. Well, I hope when you read the Bible, you say, "Lord, what's for me? What's for me? What do you have for me?" And so He said to them many things. He said, I beseech you to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. I want to come back to that thought a little later. But I beseech you to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness. I mean, this is a long list, and I'm going to go through it uh, uh, quickly. But sometime in your personal devotion, your private devotion, just slow down and read through here, because you just don't want to miss any of this. With all lowliness and meekness with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. And isn't that a privilege to be able to do that, forbearing one another in love? You know, when you pray for Pastor Spangler, uh, isn't it nice that you can say, Lord, give me grace, and God does. I mean, Lord, you're saying, Lord, give you grace, and God does. Isn't that nice? Isn't that wonderful? To help us along all, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Work that. You know, one of the great uh, attributes, one of the great testimonies that was allocated to Brother, our, our founder in the God's Missionary, Brother Straub, was that he was a peacemaker. I hear it, I still hear it often, sitting on the general board. Not too far back, Brother Zekman brought it up. He said, you know, he said, Brother, Brother Straub, he was just a, he was just a peacemaker. He, he had the right words to say and be able to help uh, negotiate through troubled water. Whatever they were didn't matter. I didn't know what they were. It was a long time ago, whatever it was. But be able to help us uh, through there. And, and uh, sometimes just, and I had a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine in my life who was made up of that uh, same character cloth. And uh, he could just speak a few words and just seem like just sort of uh, 
just, I don't know, it just felt like it just often changed the atmosphere. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. There's a lot there, isn't there? And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. That's good admonition. Speak every man truth. I'll tell you what, it'll help you to be, it'll help your neighbors to get along with you if you speak truth uh, to them. That doesn't mean you stand on their doorstep and preach to them every Sunday morning. That just, that just means you're just upfront and honest. And you are who you are. Speak truth to your, to your neighbor. Let every man... <clears throat> Truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Now, I don't know where your focus is on that, those two little phrases hinged together, but put the emphasis on the second part. All right? Put the emphasis on the second part. Be angry and sin not. That means sometimes, you know, there's a little thing that we talk about called righteous indignation. Whether that applies here or not, I know a lot of people use it here. But the most important thing there is sin not, and let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Thank you, Paul, for that good admonition. The devil's always trying to get place, isn't he? He's always trying to get a position. In everything we do, in everything we approach in life, he's always trying to get a seat at the table, a position. But he says here, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And then I shared with you this thought. We mentioned uh, that right in the midst of all of this instruction, all of this admonition that he's sharing, uh, we have this little phrase here that cannot be taken lightly. We don't want to take this lightly. Um, I pointed out to you there's just sort of tucked right in the midst of all this, and it's just grieve not the Holy Spirit. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Do you know it is an impossible task to keep the saved experience without the continual help of the Holy Ghost? It is an impossible task to keep the saved, the initial work. It's an impossible task to keep that experience in your heart without the help of the Holy Spirit. This idea that somehow a person can never lose their experience once they are saved is so contrary to the principles of God's Word. Uh, that people, you know, I believe it was mentioned this morning in Sunday school class or somewhere, I believe this morning or recently, uh, about this once saved, uh, always saved uh, idea. It is, that is so contrary to Scripture over and over and over again. And as 
think about this morning in the message when I talked to you about being born again. I told you that's certainly the starting place. That's the starting place. And honestly, folks, that's the only starting place. You want to get to heaven? You've got to get saved. That's just basic. You want to get to heaven? You have to be born again. Got to do that. But that's the starting place. But under no circumstances does Jesus teach that at that point in our spiritual walk is the race completed or run. It's not over with the day you get saved. That's where it all begins. This, this carefulness in following, which, by the way, is being laughed at and mocked even in some of our circles, but it is both fundamental and essential to finishing the race. I can't express it enough. I can't preach it enough. I can't shout it enough. You and I need to be careful in our Christian walk. And you know every time you make that's that's so basic you would think that the entire church world would grasp that. Regardless if their doctrines align or not, you would think everyone would grasp that. But the fact of the matter is sometimes even within our own ranks, people are saying, well, that's foolish and that's foolish. But I'd caution you. You purpose in your heart to be careful in everything you say and do and to always be led by the Spirit, to always be led by the Spirit. And this idea that we somehow get everything at once has done more damage, not just to those uh, neighboring camps around us, but right in our own ranks. Because we may not preach, teach the doctrine publicly, but sometimes we live it. And God help us. The very idea that, that God, because of his mercy and love, will now overlook our shortcomings and missteps simply because he has already shared or sent his spirit among us is opening a floodgate of deception and disaster. I hope we never come to this place, folk. But if we ever do, I still want you to make heaven. I hope we never get to the place where we can no longer trust the pulpit. I hope we never do. Some of the things that have been preached and have been taught uh, that are happening today, it is no wonder so many are confused. In my mind, it is promoting a form of godliness while at the same time denying the power thereof. It's almost like uh, carefulness is being taught as a good thing to strive for, but no harm done if you can't achieve it. It's a good thing. It's, it's all right, Brother Swagger. We should be careful. We should be, but, if, but if you just don't make the cut, it's still all right. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you about an issue in your heart, the Holy Spirit will always hold you to that issue. My dad and I had a discussion just a few months before he died. I miss dad terribly. But we had a discussion just a few months before he died. He left us this past year. He said, Brian, 
I always felt like it was eventually coming, but I really never thought I would see it in my day. I never realized how close it was. He was referring to this evil deception that is rising up under the very name of holy living. And it seems like it's just being accepted. It's no wonder Paul said, I beseech you to walk worthy. In fact, it's probably nearly 20 times, something like that, 18, 19, 20 times, maybe 21 times, uh, that Paul in his ministry was found saying or preaching or teaching uh, or, or writing, uh, I beseech you. I beseech you, I beseech you, brethren, I, be I beseech you, therefore, uh, I beseech you, I, be I implore you, he would say, I beg of you, I entreat you, I plead with you. Over and over we see the urgency that Paul was expressing. Why? Because the tendency is there to change, to let up, to give in. The natural inclination of mankind is to wander away, to lose his way. And so God, through his wisdom, has built in a safeguard for us. That's the natural tendency, but God has built in a safeguard for us the very spirit of God to be our personal guide. And by the way, this, this type of leadership is offered to the saved individual. And it is further extended to the sanctified individual. It's good on day one, and it's good at the end of the year one. I'm talking about leadership from the Holy Spirit. I am blessed. I am blessed by the fact that he is there for me. You may uh, remember I preached about, uh, uh, would be about 11 months ago, somewhere back in, how many, how many of you remember what I preached 11 months ago? Rhonda's laughing. She can't remember what I preached this morning. Well, that's because I don't think she was here this morning, but she's back there laughing. She's always laughing at something. But uh, how many of you can remember what I preached? I, I can remember somebody came to me after service and they said, Pastor, I've never heard that. I've never even heard that word in my life. I said, really? Yeah. But they went home and read about it and studied about it and came back, and they were so rejoicing over Prevenient grace. Do you remember that? Prevenient grace. That was February the, the 12th, so about 11 months ago. But thinking about uh, prevenient grace. Now, this is to my way of thinking, to Brother Spangler's way of thinking. The Holy Spirit, if permitted to, is involved in our spiritual journey all the way from provenient grace, that's prior getting saved. The Holy Spirit, if allowed, if permitted to, is involved in our spiritual journey all the way from provenient grace. to our everlasting home in heaven. Involved all along the way. 
Now, I read about that in the Scripture. I find that in the Scripture that he's involved, but I just want to tell you, I want to testify to it tonight that he's involved. I want to testify to it, but uh, the fact of the little things that he was throwing. I talked to you. I'm not preaching that message tonight, but I was thinking about it uh, this afternoon. I was thinking about it yesterday afternoon. Lord, thank you for all the little, even the little mishaps that happened along the way. Thank you for all those difficulties. Thank you, Lord, for all those big red flags that would wave across my pathway and those flashing caution lights. Remember that? Because that was the Holy Spirit working to get me to a place where I could first of all come in contact with that new birth. Come to a place of prayer and get saved. Regeneration. Give my heart to Jesus. He was working way back then, but I just tell you, he's, he's helped at that particular point. In January, 1984, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, he helped me to get saved. And he's helped me there through walking and walking and following and all along the way to a point of getting sanctified at Penview Bible Institute in the boys' dorm. God helped me. But you know, he still never left me on my own. He's still there. The Spirit's still there until just yesterday, just today. Even so, the Holy Spirit. And you know what? I'm trusting him to be there tomorrow. All the way to the end. The Holy Spirit is involved in our initial drawing the Holy Spirit is involved in our regeneration, the new birth. The Holy Spirit is involved in our sanctification. The Holy Spirit is involved in getting us all the way across the finish line. If we make it, it's going to be because he was involved. We allowed him to be involved. It's not at all a one-time convention. It is an ongoing commitment. It's not just a one-time uh, meeting up and he gets us started on this way. It's, a, it's an ongoing commitment, but it is a commitment. It's a two-way commitment. Remember when Paul was writing to the Galatians, he said, Having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect in the flesh? Actually, actually he said this, Are ye so foolish? That's how he started out. That's pretty powerful, even coming from Paul. That was a pretty powerful statement. You'd probably get voted out of your church if we were to use it. But hey, I'm just quoting Paul. But he said, are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect in the flesh? In other words, having begun in the spirit, having known the spirituality, the power, the, the energy of the glorious gospel and the impact that it's had, the effect that it's had on your life, are ye now seeking to be made perfect by the flesh? Do you expect to finish this on your own? Are you attempting to choose your own way all of a sudden? Are you wanting to take the reins back? Is it your design or desire to go back into what he delivered you out of? That's why he said, are ye so foolish? Just a couple of chapters later, Paul said what? He said, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And I think uh, John Wesley, well, actually, I think John Wesley nailed it, to use a modern phrase. John Wesley uh, nailed it here when he says simply, follow his guidance in all things. 
follow his guidance in all things. And folks, this is one good reason, just one, but this is one good reason that we pray. This is one good reason that we read the word of God. This is one good reason that we seek him. This is one good reason that we wait on him. Because he will guide us. He'll guide us in all things. That's a good reason. Jesus was talking to his disciples one day, and he said, I have yet many things to say unto you. Remember? He said, but you cannot bear them. I have, I have a lot of things that I would like to talk to you about and share with you, but it just would probably overwhelm you, fellas, so I can't uh, share it all with you right now. I just can't tell you everything simply because you couldn't handle it. As good as you are, spiritual as you are, as close as you are, you probably couldn't handle it all. So I have many things that I'd like to share, but you might not be able to process and understand it and whatever the case, so uh, I'm not going to share it all with you. How be it, he said. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall speak for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. Now, when I read that, uh, I got kind of excited. I just got kind of excited. Because I just, this is the way I process that, Lord. We have a direct connection. If we have this personal relationship with your spirit, we have a direct connection. I was reading one author, and he put it this way, and I liked this so much. He said, the Holy Spirit, as a faithful guide, will lead you into all necessary truth. For he will not exceed his commission, and like a careless or an unfaithful messenger, speak merely of himself. But like a wise and good ambassador, whosoever he shall hear and receive in charge, that will he speak. And he will show you things to come, as far as may be necessary to prepare and qualify you for the great work you shall be called to do. And he will acquaint you with future events. The prediction of which, as delivered by you, may be a lasting testimony to the truth of my gospel. You know, if God tells you something, would you agree that it's going to be right? Well, if you're responsible then to share it, would you agree that it's still right? I would. Do you realize that as you carefully are carefully led by the Spirit, as you conduct yourself according to his, his leadings, you will become a testimony to those around you that, that there's truly something to this thing called Christianity? You follow me? I mean, if you are led by his spirit and you do his biddings, you live the life, you'll have a testimony around those that you come in contact with that Christianity is real. Christianity is real.
If you wish to always have an influence for the cause of God, then you always have to be influenced by His Spirit. You've got to be influenced by the Holy Spirit so that you can say, where He leads, I'll follow. Where He leads, whatever He wants. Those aren't light, fluffy words, are they? Lord, whatever you want, whatever you desire. You know, sometimes we say those things, maybe don't process them to the full depth. But sometimes we say those words and we say, wow, Lord, that, that could mean family. That could mean position. That, that, that could mean security and finances or material things. That, that, that could mean my home. You know, to be able to just say, Lord, wherever you lead, whatever you want. I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, I don't know if this would ever happen or not, but I would, in my heart, I'd love to go to a mission field. Now, I'm not crazy about bugs. That's a problem I have. I don't like bugs. If there's bugs in the house, I call my wife. I'd like to go to a mission. I think sometimes it'd be nice to go to a mission field. I don't mean just to visit. I mean to live. Go to a mission field and live. Doesn't even matter where it is, but go to a mission field. But then you, you really think about that. And you think about everything you're leaving behind to go. You really think about that. And to be able to say in your heart, Lord, it's still up to you. It's, it's whatever you want. If that's what you want, then Lord, because here's a little secret. One day, you're going to leave it all behind anyhow. And I was talking to somebody today who's preparing to answer their missions call. And uh, getting ready to go start up and get to work for the Lord. And they're so excited about it. And I thought the difference is, the difference is when you know you are being led. But God might never call you to the mission field. But can you still say with the same intensity, Lord, it doesn't really matter. You lead, I'll follow. I've asked Adrian about a song. It's page 308. Sister Crystal, if you come to the piano. Sherry, if you come to the organ. I'd like to have an organ with this song too. 308. I want us to stand and sing this song together. I think, is it 308, Adrian? 308 in our hymnal.
last verse come like a spring in the desert. Come to the withered of soul. Come let your sweet healing power touch me and make me whole. I just, I just feel like that's what he wants to do. I, I really do. I feel like he just wants to come to us continually, continually. That's, that's the way I feel. Every day. Every day. I, I don't want to go one day without him. Not one day. And I just encourage you, church, just, just draw up close to him and allow him to draw close to you. Father, thank you so much for the sending of Jesus, your son, and Jesus. We thank you that you did not leave us without a guide, without a comforter. We're so thankful to the Holy Spirit for all the helps along the way. We're trusting you now for our tomorrows, things that we just don't, we just don't know how to process. We just don't know the answer for. We just don't know how to proceed. We, we just don't know uh, what adjustments to make or, Lord, what path to take sometimes. But we're just so thankful that every step along the way thus far, your Holy Spirit has been faithful to our hearts. Lord, in the same way we trusted you for our yesterdays, we trust you for our tomorrows. And we just ask that you just be revealed to us over and over again. Manifest your presence in our hearts and lives in a greater sense than ever before and help us to lean hard on you, work in our lives. And, and Lord, help us to do our part to reach out to others this glorious gospel message. And for all that you do, we'll give you honor and praise and glory. And gladly, gladly we'll say Jesus did it all. Through the help of the Spirit of God, let us all the way. We're trusting you now. Be with us now. In Jesus' name, we are asking these things. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.